I'm ready. Let's do it. Everyone to episode 218 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and today we have something a little different than what we've done before. We've done a lot of things before, but nothing quite like this. Uh, welcoming, or I am welcoming to the show, Mr. Steve Hoker, someone that, as you'll hear during the episode, we may have crossed paths and didn't even know it. Now, Steve has been a follower of a follower and backer of not only talking metal, but of my stuff. Um, a few months back. Well, okay. Let, let me set this up for those that don't know. Uh, I work behind the scenes for Mark Striegel. And a few months back, he asked that I switch up how his Patreon page is handled. So what that meant was that I would stop posting new music videos. Um, that's Mark's prerogative. That's his page. It's what he wants. But I couldn't let that die. You know, I just want to help spread the love of new music, of music in general to people, because I do think that there's great new music coming out all the time. And that's new bands, that's old bands, and everything in between. So I started my own Patreon page, and not knowing if, you know, I was going to be Bluto from Animal House, you know, running out of the room going, hey, and nobody following. <laughs> Luckily, there were a few people that followed. And um, Steve Hoker was one of them. And I've been gracious to have him, you know, follow me and support me. And not only via Patreon, but on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. He's always liking posts, resharing stuff. And, you know, a lot of people can say, well, um, you're pushing Patreon all the time. You know, you're just looking at it for the money. Um, that's not entirely true because I know that times aren't great and people don't have a lot of disposable income. So, I mean, even, you know, doing the two bucks a month for Patreon may not work for some people, but if you are able to share, you know, when episodes are released, if you're able to, like stuff, if you're able to, you know, tweet out to your favorite artists and say, hey, you should you should join Victor on his podcast or on his live stream or whatever, you know, that goes a long way as well. Or if you tell your favorite artist, hey, I I heard you talking to Victor on this episode, you know, that that's a big deal for me because, you know, I don't have to jump through so many fiery hoops to get some of these interviews as a result. So, um, if you are able to make it on Patreon, that's awesome. You know, you get bonus perks for that. Um, I thank you for, for doing that. Steve has been doing that since the inception as have a few other people. 
Uh, just real quickly, want to send a shout out to all the patrons, Chris Vaglio, Mike Striegel, Brad Dahl, Mike Jones, Jeremy Weltman, and Steve Hoker. It is a small group, but it's a troll-free environment where we talk about music 24-7, basically. A lot of videos that I post there, a lot of interaction, uh, various questions. And, you know, I'm signed up to different people's Patreons. And it sucks when you're, you know, when you're spending your hard-earned money and you get maybe one post a week, one every few weeks, or, you know, they're, they switch it up and it's, okay, well, I know I promised this initially, but now I'm not going to be able to deliver that, so I'm going to be doing this instead. So instead of a weekly, you know, breakdown of this, uh, it's going to be a bi-weekly thing. And, you know, I, I don't, that, that just sucks, you know, because again, I've, I've talked about the pitfalls of crowdfunding in the past. Patreon really is no different from that. And there are a lot of slothish MFers out there that, you know, when they launch Patreon, I'm like, hmm, okay, talk a good game. And look, I, I'm, I'm not here to... You know, bash anyone. I'm not here to call anyone out, but I'm just saying, as a fan, it sucks backing people and not having them come to bat and deliver what you're expecting them to deliver. You're expecting them to be a 350 batter, and really they're batting like a shortstop. They're they're batting at 125 in the end, and and that blows. You know. Um, when this sort of stuff happens. Um, this week, uh, the Signals from Mars live stream will be all patrons, so there will be no musicians involved. Well, I mean, more than one of us are musicians, but uh, uh, what I am getting at is that uh, it's not going to be like this past week where we had Sumo Psycho on. It's going to be a lot of the people that are usually in the chat. It's going to be the patrons that I named earlier. There are some that can't make it, but we're going to have a, a cool discussion, I think, with regards to Iron Maiden and a few other topics that uh, we're going to chat about. So uh, if you want to get involved with Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash Mars Attacks podcast. You get a bonus podcast, which is a Victor M. Ruiz podcast. And I listen to my patrons. Uh, initially, the idea behind that podcast, even way back when, when I started it years ago with a start, start and stop type deal, um, was to talk about other things outside of music. The patrons have said, you know, this stuff is cool, but we want you to focus more on the music and some of your, you know, music experiences and whatnot. So that's, that's what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, I go over some like music news and I go over just different stories of different things that have happened to me over over the years, basically. And uh, people seem to be digging that. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. So also do a weekly unboxing and album of the week where I feature different albums from my collection. 
just recently did Ozzy Osbourne's Blizzard of Oz. And you may ask, why are you doing that? That's that's an old album. Okay. So Blizzard of Oz actually had two releases. There's the European version and there's the US version. The logos are different. The song orders are different. The mix is different. And the actual songs are different. And even the song titles, because there are songs that are named one way on one of the releases, and there are songs that are named differently on the other release. Same album, same songs. Not all the same songs. There are two songs that are different. But, um, yeah. So, um... I do this this uh, unboxing of sorts. Some of the some of the albums I know that again. Jeremy Waltman, one of the patrons, says, "How can you have an album just wrapped all those years?" Well, time. <laughs> I don't get around to it, but whatever. Um, also, if you want to take part in the Signals from Mars live stream or sign up for the newsletter or keep track of everything that's going on with the show on social media, just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com. It's the one-stop shopping location for everything regarding this show and the live stream. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you're listening to it, uh, well, obviously, if you're hearing me babble now, you're listening to the podcast version of it. But thank you for your support, for following, for subscribing. For listening please help spread the word any way that you can and with that i will leave you with the discussion that i had with steve hoker thank you guys and we will see ya Welcome, everyone, to this Friday's edition of the Signals from Mars uh, live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. Joining me today is Mr. Uh, Steve Hoker. Steve, can you hear me? I can hear you. And I can hear you. This this, works. It it worked. Finally. Mm -hmm. Want to say hello to uh, Rob Rowe in Missouri in the chat. And I want to say hello to Jose up in... uh, up in Connecticut. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, Mr. Uh, Brad Dahl is driving cross country in an RV, so I don't think he'll be joining us tonight, but who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. Um, so, Steve, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good myself. Um, Steve is a longtime listener of Talking Metal and obviously my podcast, and he's a patron for both Mark Striegel and myself. Um, I do appreciate you for being a, a patron first and foremost. Anything and, um, yeah. And we're from the ori- originally from the same area. Yeah. We're from like five miles away from one another and we probably crossed paths and didn't even know it. Probably. I know uh, talking about shows, we've been at similar or the same shows, but didn't right. know each other. Right. And I mean, I used to frequent the uh, Roxbury mall. Uh, quite frequently to go to uh, was that Alwick or oh yeah 
and then friends that work there. <laughs> and then the um, the Ledgewood Mall, which I believe is being like all chopped up or something now. Yeah, now it, it's sort of coming together now. Okay. Now there's a, a Walmart there, like a super Walmart on right. one end, and then there's uh, Marshalls on the other end. Well, that was there before I moved over here, but I oh, know okay. that they they were gonna make it an outdoor mall. Yeah, it doesn't look too outdoory to me yet, but <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan supposedly. Yeah, but, um, it's like the middle. They're still doing something too. Okay, there used to be a, a cool record store there years ago where we used to go there to check out imports all the time because it was the only place that had imports remotely close to us. Um, I don't even remember what that place was called. Soundorama. Soundorama. There you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. I I completely forgot. So I'm assuming you went to Soundorama as well. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they went there. They had kids there. Yeah. Well, there was um, that mall really didn't have anything else like kid friendly, let's say, or anything that someone growing up like myself um, was remotely interested in. Uh, there was that. There was an arcade, obviously, behind yeah. that. And then there was, um, I mean, I don't even remember. I guess before the Walmart, there was like a James Way or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, there. there was the James Way and an Arthur's. Uh, there you go, the Arthur's. There's a real blast from the past. Yeah, holy shit. Arthur's was a store where everything was in a catalog. They had stuff out that you could see on display, but then you'd have to pay for it, give them the number, and then you'd have to wait in line for them to turn your your merchandise over to you. Was, yeah. And then probably like eight times out of ten, they didn't have the item. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. So um, I see that there's someone chiming Somebody in. Somebody mentioned on, Rickle. Yeah, Rickle. That, that might be... Uh, that might be my cousin who was having a difficult time logging in. Um, for those of you on Facebook, uh, we can't see who you are unless you go to this link here. Let's see. I can't even see you right now. Oh, you can't? No. But the camera went out or? Uh, I see me. But Okay. Maybe the phone just thinks that uh, you want to look at yourself. <laughs> Somebody has to, right? <laughs> Jeremy Weltman made it. Welcome. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there, there's a bunch of different things that I actually wanted to talk to you about because we cross a lot of different interests mm-hmm. within music and outside of music. Um, you're actually involved your day job per se. Can we say anything about that? Uh, we can, if you want. Okay. I mean, everybody watches porn, right? <laughs> uh, you oh, actually wait, have day a job. That's my night job. Sorry. Okay. You actually have a direct connection to a lot of the music that people are hearing. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. You actually, um, Work for a company that makes parts for strings, correct? Uh, we did. We don't have the job right now, but oh, okay. We do. Uh, it was Ernie Ball. It was Ernie Ball? Okay. Yeah, and we'd make the the ball ends that like the strings wrap around. 
Mm-hmm. That a lot of times, if you have a floating treadmill, you would cut that off, but right, you know, you still got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were actually the balls in Ernie Ball. Yeah. <laughs> All comes back to porn. <laughs> See that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't know that. I apologize. Um, I, I thought that that was still an ongoing thing, but. Um, yeah. it, it's funny. Over the years, we've actually had like quite a few musical things. Right. Um, we made some stuff for DiMarzio. Mm hmm. But and it was the. Uh, a lot of times we don't know what what it is we're making right just kind of make whatever the customer says and send right. it on its way um this i believe went in the pickups i don't know if it was the the individual uh like stems mm-hmm. for each string right or what but that was that was also a long time ago okay but yeah at the machine shop that i work at uh, we kind of do pretty much a little bit of everything medical uh military uh, automotive, musical. We made something for NASA once. Oh wow! You, you which guys... was a absolute money loser, and it was for like five parts, which is a very small quantity for us. Wow! But you know, couldn't turn down NASA. The uh, the, the the Misfits brothers were busy, I guess, and they couldn't get that out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're an avid guitar player as well. Yeah. I mean, if you heard me, you'd probably say no, but, <laughs> but yes, I've been playing for a while. Um, who, who would you say are some of your favorite guitars? Uh, Zach Wild, but the, probably the f- three people that I really made me want to play guitar were, uh, Eddie Ojeda, Mick okay. Mars and CC DeVille. Wow. Okay. Um, you're a huge Twisted Sister fan. I know that. Bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Little You've been bit. to a few of their shows, right? Yeah, one or two. <laughs> I saw some cover band called Bent Brother. Oh, wow. You got to see that as well. Yeah. How did that differ from the Twisted Sister show outside of them not wearing makeup and the whole costumes? Really no different. <laughs> this, the music was exactly I, the same? Yep. They didn't change anything. And it was kind of like a, a wink, wink. Right, um, right, right. You know, we're the cover band. Right. It's it's yeah, but, funny because they had talked that they were possibly going to continue doing that instead of Twisted Sister shows, mm-hmm. but it never came to fruition. So I wonder if maybe there was no money in it or, you know, because know. the Twisted Sister brand name is huge. Right. And I mean, if you start to say, hey, you know, Bent Brothers going to be headlining this festival, people are going to be like, who the hell's Ben brother? Sure. You know who they are. I know who they are, but right. there, there's a reason why Iron Maiden doesn't go out on tour as Charlotte, the harlot or, uh, you know, nine, nine, nine in the inverted mirrors. So <laughs> right. they, they, they stick to their, to, to the name that makes them money. So yeah. I, I get that. Um, with with Twisted Sister, though, I mean, well, with all three of those um, guitars that you mentioned, um, for me, I mean, I knew who Twisted Sister was before MTV, but I didn't know Motley Crue or Poison, obviously, until MTV came about. Um, 
And that was just because, you know, MTV was playing the looked at kill video all the time. So that was my introduction to, to Motley Crue back in, I guess that was 85 or some, somewhere along those lines. Um, What got you into these bands? Was it MTV? Was it something different? For Twisted Sister, it was definitely MTV. Um, My brother is nine years older than me. Okay. He was into metal. So, you know, I would hear like his stuff and then chances are he had anything that I saw on like MTV. He would have it already. Right. Um, He's a huge Iron Maiden fan. Okay. Which I really like Iron Maiden, but they're not. They've never been one of my like big bands. <laughs> right. That's, um, I, I can appreciate that because my brother's big band is ACDC and I like ACDC, but I don't love ACDC. Yeah, my so. brother also loves ACDC. <laughs> so there you go. So the two times I saw those bands were with him and they were okay. because for his birthdays. <laughs> okay. What tours did you see ACDC on? ACDC was... Um, Ball breaker, I think. Is that the album? Yep. Or is it Thunderstruck? Uh, no, but uh, no, the one with the giant uh, swing ball. So I think it's Ball Breaker. Yeah, yeah. I saw so, that show as well at the Meadowlands. I saw him at the Garden. Oh, so close! I know, <laughs> almost. Uh, we're trying to line up another show that maybe we'd been at that you know. And Iron Maiden uh, was it? Book of Souls tour? What was the album before Book of Souls? Uh, Final Frontier. Maybe it was that. Uh, okay. It was at the Manhattan Center. Um, or it's not called the Manhattan Center, is it? It's um, Manhattan Center is really small, though. Yeah, it's uh, the main thing. The um, no, it's it's the I think it's Manhattan Center, but uh, where where NY Steel was. Okay, yeah, Hammerstein. That's it. <laughs> they played yeah. Hammerstein for Final Frontier, though? Uh, I might have the album wrong. But uh, it was definitely not crazy long ago. Arch Enemy opened for them. Okay. Uh, I think it, I have Book of Souls in my head or Final Frontier, one of those. It was... With the three guitars and with Bruce Dickinson singing? Definitely Bruce. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was the third guitarist or not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm. I'm really screwing it up. <laughs> At least I said play. I'm not the big, biggest they, fan. They played in the Hammerstein. They did play the Hammerstein Ballroom. Okay. But from what I'm seeing here, it was 2004. It was Dance of Death Tour. Okay. I was close. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm probably a couple albums off. You are like four albums off. Oops. (laughs) Good thing I didn't say I was a big fan. It would be embarrassing then. (laughs) Well, that's... It's funny when you have uh, people that'll tell me, I'm a huge fan of this band. Whatever happened to them? They just put out their 20th album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, I kind of lost track of them in 88. <laughs> but I'm a huge like, fan. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a huge fan. Know all their stuff. 
Yeah. Know all their stuff, but uh, yes. Um, let's see here. Oh, we're both Checking at New York through- Steel. New York Steel, we were at the two yeah. of us. That was at the Hammerstein. That was Twisted Sister, Overkill, Ace Freely, Sebastian Bach, who I didn't see, and Anthrax. Anthrax that's right. <laughs> Forgot Anthrax. your favorite bands. Yeah. Anthrax with the uh, Dharma jumpsuits. Yeah. And we're um, not changing our name. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So that's actually something that. Um, and, and yeah, the, I just did a I'm a huge fan moment where I completely forgot about them playing that show. Um, I tend to thank anyone who's played that show because that was such an emotional moment for me. Yeah. Um, you know, for a lot of people, I was present during 9-11. So that show meant yeah, a I, tremendous amount to me. Um, as far as um, so. Twisted Sister, are they your favorite band 100% or is there anyone yes. that? Yes. Okay. Sorry, trying to fix my camera a little bit. Yeah, Not that's fine. But... Um, how many times do you think you have seen them live? Uh, New York Steel was the first time. Okay. So, you know, that was, that was definitely a, a special moment. Yeah. Even, even without the surrounding circumstances. Right. And then I would say I've seen them eight times. Oh, wow. Nine times. So I'm sure you probably saw them at the uh, Rock Carnival. Yep. Um, That's where Mark and I kept missing each other. (laughs) How many times have you actually met Mark? Face to face once. Uh, Well, I have you beat by one. I've only met him twice, actually. Um, I met him for the first time, um, in 2008, he, he says to me, he said that he wanted to, um, was 2008 or 2009? No, it was 2009 and he wanted to meet up with me. I had just started podcasting. I was doing a show in Spanish actually. And it was being broadcast on a radio station that he had that I was helping kind of uh, program direct all the music that was on there. And he says, well, let's meet up in the city. I'm like, okay, fine. Gives me the address. I show up. It's this ridiculous recording studio. I mean, for him, it was no big deal because that's where he, (laughs) yeah, where he would go to guy that does TV and film all day. Right. He you know. right. That's where he would go to edit some of the stuff. And like for me, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? He knows one mm-hmm. of these things. Um and um and I walk in and he was recording a show with a friend of his, and I chimed in for a few things, and then afterwards he's like, Hey, do you want to go for some drinks? And I'm like, sure, why not? And we did, and during the course of that conversation is where Mars attacks came out of because mm-hmm. he kind of convinced me to do something in English. And, um, and that's what the picture that I use for the Mark Striegel podcast. When I post those episodes on his Patreon, that comes from that encounter. Um, okay. The year after that we met up and I actually met John astronomy where 
we met at the same place. And that time we did a live show, a live joint talking metal and Mars attacks episode. And we had Joey Z from life of agony come in. And then Anthony Esposito, who was playing with Ace Freely at that time, called it. Well, and now he's with Impelitary, right? Um, Anthony Esposito, he's mm-hmm. with uh, Red Dragon Cartel. Oh. He Absolutely. was the bass player in Lynch Mob. Okay. I swear there's an Esposito in uh, Impelitary now. Probably. That's, I, Could I, be because I, he looks like my friend whose last name is Esposito. So. I was going to say that's that. what it is. There's quite a few Espositos in the uh, in the Morris County area, no doubt. You can't get rid of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as um, instruments, mm-hmm. uh, are you a collector of multiple guitars? Do you have just one? I have a couple. W- what is your favorite one to play? My favorite one is my Gibson Studio Light. Okay. Um, let's see. I put the the Zach Wild EMGs in it. Okay. Well, I should say Guitar Center did. I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to play the guitar again, so I, right. I hand it over to the professionals. Um, that's my favorite one to play, um, and that's kind of been that was a, a Grail guitar, right, for a long time for me because. Uh, you remember, it's like Robbie's Music Barn. Yep. Uh, I went there, and this was the early 90s. And okay. uh, it was there. It was like electric blue. It's kind of translucent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a gorgeous guitar. But, you know, then when you have high school money, it's like, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so then by the time, you know, I did have saved up the money for it it was gone and uh that line didn't last very long Mm -hmm. so and it wasn't until years later that i tracked one down on ebay and it was actually cheaper than oh well when i was gonna buy it so that worked out (laughs) and when you say robbie's music barn are you talking about the one in wayne yes okay because they had one open in what was it mount olive for a while as well um you know what? There is one in Mount. It's uh, I don't think it's Robbie's Music Barn. I think it's just Robbie's Music. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if it's related or not. I actually drove by that today. <laughs> I've never been in there. Yeah, I was in there once, and I was close to picking up a um, um, it was a, a Dean ML. Okay. And I'm trying to think. I I want to think that. Okay, now I remember what it was. The circumstances were as followed. I was living here already. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was the uh, flame ML. It was uh red and black flame. Okay. And it had like a skull on one of the points of the guitar. Mm-hmm. It was right after Dime had been killed. So it was like one of the um uh what one of the like first run guitars that they put out to like honor him okay um (laughs) jeremy's trying to put a band together that's what that's what brad was trying to do weeks ago he was he was trying to convince me well we've got the technology we can all get together let's see uh estonia 
I, I, yes, there you go. Sons of Estonia. I can, well, I will say this. I actually charted at uh, 88 this week in the States, which I think is the highest wow. I've ever charted. Yeah. Well, I'm sure um, having me on will kill that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're going to counterbalance that with uh, uh, last Monday. I did speak to uh, Tommy Clufetis from Ozzy's band. Um, we'll see if he brings anybody in over me. <laughs> it's going to be tight. Yeah. And then next week I have um, uh, the singer and guitarist of uh, Sumo Psycho might be on the live show I'm trying to work oh. that out. And then uh, during the week, I may be speaking to someone from uh, a band called, uh, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, they're called uh, Tetrarch. They're out of uh, Atlanta, and they're kind of leading a uh, uh, a new metal revival, per se. Uh, but the difference is their guitarist, Diamond Rowe, is a maniac playing. I mean, I listened to the album. I'm like, wait a second. Okay. So anyone, if they want to throw new metal comparisons at this, fine, but she's shredding all over the guitar, you know? So it's a, it's a really cool mix. I, I enjoy it. Um, For anyone that, uh, and it's actually in Patreon, I've featured them a few times. So they do have at least one song in the uh, Patreon playlist that's up there on Spotify and on Apple music. So um, I do recommend anyone checking that out. It's a cool album. Um, yeah, I will. Robbie's music. Yeah. Robbie's music. I remember going there once and uh, Gabriel, who is the one that is the unknown uh, Facebook connection here. Okay. And um, yeah, he just chimed in again. Um, we went there years ago. And they had like 20 Gorky Park guitars. It was, it was like they, well, obviously they couldn't get rid of them. The Gorky (laughs) Park guitar was a Kramer, I believe, or an Epiphone. I forget. It was one or the other. Okay. But it looked like a, like a Russian balalaika. So it looked like a Dorito chip, (laughs) but it was red. And then it had, I believe it was um, Sounds familiar now that you're talking about it. Yeah. It had, it said Gorky park and then it had uh, the cathedral there from, from Moscow was like on the one was, was the one um, was on the one corner of the guitar, one corner okay. of the Dorito chip. So, um, okay. So that's where, yes, that is where Gabriel got his BC rich warlock. <laughs> nice. Um, he was. He mentions that he was going to ask about uh, Tetrarch. I heard them on XM. They sound great. Yeah, album is really cool. Check it out. Um, as far as music that's come out this year, is there anything that you're really enjoying so far? I hate to say it, but I'm like really behind on music. <laughs> you're you're really I'm behind really, on music. Yeah. I don't know. Just I, I listen when I can, but uh, I, I'm listening to too many podcasts <laughs> lately, so that uh, that eats up a lot of time. <laughs> right. No, I, I I get it because that happens to me at times where there there are cycles where you get hooked on a show or a specific type of show, mm-hmm. and then you you st- 
start to listen to that continuously. And then you realize, you know, oh shit, I haven't listened to any music actually this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I know what that's like. Everybody um, likes their like, you know, you see a half hour podcast. It's like, oh cool. I can get through that. But then when you have like yeah. 10 of them to listen to, it's like, well, that's quite a lot of time. And <laughs> when you don't have a ton of time to actually listen to stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. What what podcast are you listening to? Um, just one. It's uh, like Jupiter invades. No, no, that's not it. It's uh, Mars something. Uh, Mars attacks. I think. Okay, that's a good I one. I, I, know I, them. I would recommend that. <laughs> um, another small one, uh, talking metal. Okay, and and then. Both of them have Patreon ones that are okay. possibly even better than their normal ones. Oh, wow. I look forward. I look forward to the Patreon ones. Cool. Well, I that think, is. I think you yeah. guys do an awesome job with that. Well, I, I appreciate that, and like I said when we started the show, I do appreciate you listening and and supporting. It is mm-hmm. awesome. It's hard to believe that people support me doing these podcasts. So <laughs> I do appreciate even just by listening and. You know, everyone that chimes in on Fridays is just absolutely great. So, um, uh, let's see. Um, listen to some figure podcasts like Wrestling Figures, right? Major uh, Brothers, Major Brothers, Fully Posable. Uh, that's my favorite one. Um, let's see what else. There's there's the Games Marks podcast, which they talk about wrestling games. Okay. Uh, I listen to Figure Four Daily, okay, with uh, Brian Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are my my main like weekly ones, right? That I go to and then try and get through others that I when I can. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I I listen to um, probably out of anything that's wrestling related, I listen to Busted Open probably the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but. A lot of times it depends the subject matter. Um, so, I mean, there are some times where I see a guest and I'm like, I, I have no interest in this person. So I'll skip mm-hmm. it or, or I'll listen to it at like twice speed or whatever. Right. But, you know, I, I enjoy that show because they have, you know, Mark Henry on there and they have um, uh, Bully Ray or Bubba Ray Dudley, depending on how you want to call them. Um, and just hearing them, talk about wrestling and just telling stories or just saying what they would do, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to improve one thing or the other. I mean, that really speaks to me. I, I really enjoy hearing them yeah. do that. It's, it's cool. I have a funny uh, Bubba Ray story for you. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to see Ozzy with him. No shit. Yeah. I'm friends with Mikey Whipwreck. Okay. And back, during ECW times, um, mm-hmm. I was dating somebody and then we broke up or she dumped me, um, but it's not important right now. Um, so, of course, I wasn't going to take her to Ozzy. Right. So, um, Mikey was like, oh, he's a huge Ozzy fan. Right. And he was like, do you have an extra ticket? And he, I was like, yeah. And he said, want to go with Bubba or can Bubba go with you? And he's like, okay. So, I hung out with Bubba. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah. What what was that like? Uh that was interesting. Um no, it was pretty cool. He was uh it was funny because it was before this was at the Meadowlands. We went to right. 
go see him. I I just remember this part. I forget. Um, I want to say Life of Agony had just finished playing. I mm-hmm. think they were on the tour with him. And uh, so then he's just talking to my friend and I. And um, he's like, oh, you guys like wrestling? And, you know, we're just shooting the shit about wrestling a little bit. And he was like, mm-hmm. imagine this is when he was doing the stuttering gimmick. Right. And he was like, just imagine an arena like this, like everybody like doing the stuttering gimmick. He was like, that would be the coolest thing. <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of years later, he's, you know, they're headlining at the Meadowlands and stuff right. and all over. And, you know, a couple of, not the stuttering chant anymore, but, uh, you know, I always thought that was pretty cool. I was happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they yeah. had plenty of catchphrases from, mm-hmm. The, the the what's up to the 3D to Devon get the tables obviously yeah. so there was there was plenty of that that's that's cool too I mean for me that would be like I I've looked into getting like him or or the other uh, the main host of Busted Open Dave LaGreca who's a big metal head um, okay. he, he actually does a show with his brother called the LaGrecas and they it's on YouTube. Um, they talk about a bunch of different things like best front man or things like that. And, and a lot of the intros uh, going into the different segments are all like classic metal songs. So it's pretty cool. And they, cool. they reference a lot of stuff during the shows as well. So uh, cool. I, I mean, that would be mm-hmm. definitely interesting. I know that Bub is really into kiss and, and Motley crew and stuff like that. And so. ACDC. Yeah. Um, he's a big fan of, but yeah, he was after that. He was, he's kind of a mixed bag with him. Like you'd never know what bubble you were going to get. Okay. You know, just personal uh, experience. He was either the nicest guy or kind not like a dick, but like, uh, you know, all right, that's, that's enough of you. Um, I gotta go. I got, I'm busy. Oh wow! Kind of thing, you know. I was like, okay. I mean, it's not like we were best buds or anything, right? You know, but so that was my my Bubba story. (laughs) Um, Have you continued to have you know um, a communication with? I think you still talk to Mikey Whipwreck, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I talk to him on occasion. Is is there anyone else within wrestling or? Uh, within the music industry that you uh, have contact with that you speak to from now and then? Uh, Blue Meanie. Not okay. pretty good friends. Uh, Joel Gertner. Okay. Um, pretty much it for like big wrestling or name wrestlers. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I was a huge fan of the original ECW. I mean, I remember staying up. It was on, I forget if it was Fridays or Saturday nights on the MSG network. Um, But I remember I would stay up and I would record the show as well, just in case if I fell asleep on the couch so that I can, uh, you know, rewatch it and have it. I still have all that. That made it across the Atlantic here to, to where I'm living. Um, I just got to get a decent VCR to be able to watch some of that stuff. Although a lot of that is still on the network. Um, But it doesn't have the music anymore. Yeah. That that's really that that's, 
kills a lot of the moods because it really does. Yeah, it's not the same like with Taz, for example, where you have that like Beastie Boys into Kiss with War Machine, mm-hmm. where it's just the two seconds of no sleep till, right, and then all of a sudden War Machine comes in, um, or Sandman with that, or Sandman, or you know all of that stuff. Um, what I don't get is I remember hearing uh, Paul Heyman talking about that legally since they were talking over the music mm-hmm. that they were supposed to be able to use it. But if you stop and let the songs play is where you run into issues. For example, he brought this up someplace where I was reading that with UFC, the reason that UFC doesn't do intros the way that wrestling does or the way that WWE and AEW does is because of licensing. Because if it's in the okay. background and there's and there are announcers talking over it and so on and so forth, you don't need to license it because there's no way of people ripping that off. Supposedly. Mm. Yeah. So well, Paulie does know a loophole or two. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy is saying you guys like your wrestling in the States. UK mm-hmm. loves their wrestling too, man. There's plenty of uh Plenty of UK stars uh, in in the US, and there are plenty of promotions in, in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. So um, if you were to, let's see, let's bring this back to Twisted Sister. Mm-hmm. If, if you were to try to hook someone on Twisted Sister, what, what album would you turn them on to? I would probably go with stay hungry okay i think that's just uh the perfect album okay Not i, mean, I don't up. know if it's because it was the first one that i heard right so it's the one that i've i've known pretty much since it came out okay um so it's just in my blood now right <laughs> or if it actually is really their best one right you mean you wouldn't uh say come out and play i do love that album too <laughs> i don't know I, I know that gets panned a lot and same with love is for suckers but uh um, right i think they're both awesome um, definitely different but right i'm trying i'm trying to think um i know my favorite album off of that off of come out and play is uh fire still burns i mean that song yeah is ridiculously good i mean for anyone that pans that album there's still some good stuff on there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite album. King of the Fools. Yeah, King of the Fools is cool. King Fire. or Killer Fire Be Fire Still Burns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would say Fire Still Burns, King of the Fools, and Killer Be Killed are probably my favorite mm-hmm. songs off of that album. Even the title track, I think, is awesome. Um, Come out and play. Yeah. It's not a bad song. Um, it's got the little warriors intro, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely where, I mean, if you look at the imagery and everything, I think they totally went for a warriors type look, but unfortunately they tried to like mash that with what was popular at the time. Mm. So it kind of wasn't taken as seriously as it should have maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Stay hungry is just such a strong, uh, such a so strong good. album. Yeah, uh, I don't know that if there's a bad song on the album, and 
again, this, for me, I don't skip anything on it. Yeah, I was yeah, I was going to say um, when I spoke to Tommy Clufetis the other day, I was talking about how his, his new album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, Beat Up by Rock and Roll. And actually, it's under the name Tommy's Rock Trip. Okay. It's kind of similar in the sense that every song is different. I think that's what makes Stay Hungry so strong, that no two songs are alike. Mm-hmm. It's it's got the same like attitude and yeah, it drives throughout, but you can listen to it without a problem because of that, because it mm-hmm. it's so strong beginning to end and that every song is different. You know, you don't have a uh, I want to rock part two. You don't have yeah. a we're not gonna take it to or the price to, you know. The price mm-hmm. is the only thing that's remotely close to the to the price, you know, it's the only thing that's remotely yeah. close to a ballad on the entire album. Um, you know who the band is, uh, on the whole album, but right. it doesn't sound like I heard this song like two tracks ago. Right. Right. Which, which I think the mistake has been late nineties onward is that bands just focus on, okay, I've got this one radio hit. So my next album is going to be, you know, the B version of that, the C version right. and the D version. and whether you like come out and play or not, it sounds nothing like stay hungry. True. So uh, let's see. Jeremy saying I got into twisted when, uh, when I am on me came out and they were on TV here. I bought the 12 inch and it has an outrageous live B side of, I know it's only rock and roll epic. Yeah. The, that, I know it's only rock and roll is also on um, nasty cuts and big hit. Mm-hmm. I think is the name of that. It's the yeah. greatest hits. And yep. that's the whole thing where they're on the British um, TV show and like no one's paying attention to, uh, to twisted sisters that are playing. Mm-hmm. So um, D Snyder wipes all his makeup off and he says, now will you take me seriously now? You know, I've taken the makeup off. I'm still the same guy. And um, and they had on the side of the stage was Lemmy from Motorhead and and Phil Linet from uh, from um, Thin Lizzy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does a monologue. It's great. Yes, that's it's it's the same thing. That's so classic. There's um, mm-hmm. one of their DVDs actually has the whole thing too. It's really cool to see it to see how it plays out. I mean right. you. D was my first interview and I've never been able to get him back on. Um, I can't say that I like all of his solo work, but when his solo work is on, it is ridiculous. The the last album that he released was just so damn good. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I love those first two Widowmaker albums. Mm -hmm. And then I love this last one that he released. Um, And I know that there were people at, I couldn't believe it. There were people that were complaining. Oh, he just screams too much. I'm like, did you listen to Twisted Sister back in the day? It, it wasn't right. exactly lullabies. Right. You know, it was it's definitely a little bit harder now, but right. You know, a little more aggressive vocals. Right. But uh, it's still good. <laughs> but I'd prefer that to like his his other um, his other solo albums, like he was covering nine inch nails and he was, mm-hmm. 
like he did that piano version of we're not going to take it. And like the rest of that album was like, was like a pop punk album. It was like, yeah, you know, I still, still good, but definitely different. Right. But but I mean, it's not in my opinion, I'm not going to reach to that album. If I want to hear D Snyder, I want to hear that snarl and that growl. Mm -hmm. The Broadway tunes was, was similar as well. And, and and I get exactly what you're saying. Yes, these these that last album that he did with Jamie Josta was heavier, was you know a little bit you know harsher with the lyrics mm-hmm. or with the with the uh, singing. But uh, but uh, I mean, to me, it just hit the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was it was perfect. Yeah, it still sounded like Dee Snyder. Yeah, and it had ridiculous choruses where you always mm-hmm. want to you know have good sing along choruses. That's what. Yep. Twisted Sister was great at doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I that was that came out in 2019, I think. I think so. Um, and that to me was one of the best albums that came out that year. Yeah. It was either the tail end of uh 2019 or early 2020. But I think it was yeah, 2019. Could be because he did he released the live album last summer. Mm-hmm. And that had like one holdover track from the album that didn't make the track or didn't make the album. And that was still yeah. cool. You know, yeah. it was still, was still really good. And apparently this summer, again, he's teaming up with Justin there. He's doing another album with him. So I look forward to that. Yeah. The, the few uh, snippets I've seen sound, sound promising. Cool. I mean, it's D so I'm really, I'm <laughs> really not going to bad mouth them. Cause right. You know, he can do no wrong in my book. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking, you mentioned Widowmaker. Did you ever listen to Desperado? Afterwards. Okay. Um, because Desperado, well. Yeah, Desperado I heard after Widowmaker. Right. Because they didn't release any of the material until after. It right. was, um, Desperado was actually, um, had Clive Burr from Iron Maiden in it, had Bernie mm-hmm. Torme, who had mm-hmm. once played with Ozzy, like, he was the guy that played with Ozzy after Randy Rhodes died. And a lot of people think it's Brad Gillis. Actually, Bernie Torme was in there before Brad Gillis came in. It just didn't work out between him and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. So I remember in that interview, and it's actually up on Patreon now that I remember. I released that that interview that I did with him up there. Um, he says that Desperado was a much more polished um band than Widowmaker was that he was trying to mm-hmm. go a little heavier because with everything that had happened by then, you know, grunge was in full effect. And he said that the sound of Desperado just wasn't wasn't working. That labels didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. A few years later, when you know a lot of these hard rock bands started to really come back, uh he put that out. He put out a solo album and then he did a desperado it was leftover songs with desperado or was it a full desperado album i don't remember it was a full album um there were a couple songs that were ended up being widowmaker songs yeah yes and it was uh i thought it was less heavy than widowmaker yeah more of a bluesy hard rock because that's the type of player that Bernie Torme is. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Widowmaker was Al Petrelli on guitar, who mm-hmm. at that time had just stepped away from Alice Cooper, and he ended up in Megadeth, and he's yeah. part of Trans Siberian Orchestra. Just a ridiculous technical player. So it's yeah, absolutely, you know, two two different things, but equ- equally good. I mean, as mm-hmm. as I always like to to say when people want to pick. You know, oh, absolutely, this is the number one, and you can't dissuade me. It's like, well, I don't know. I can enjoy burgers and I can enjoy pizza as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's just kind of just foolish rules that people just set. You know, set the things. I don't like some of those albums that we discussed, but you like them. There's no reason why you shouldn't like them. Yeah, you know? I have no problem saying I like something or I don't like something, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's nothing, you know, if you like it, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, I, I don't lose sleep over it. <laughs> you know, right. I, I might think to myself, like, oh, how can anybody like this? But if, if somebody's like, I love this, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We always, we always have the power of the fast forward or skip mm-hmm. button and mm-hmm. just go to something else that you like instead. That's why I don't get why some people would rather kill things as opposed to just saying, eh, not for me. Let me find mm-hmm. something that I like instead. Instead of, you know, a lot of people ask me, um, what do you think was the worst album of any given year? And it's like, I don't remember because. I didn't subject I, myself to it. <laughs> yeah, I focus on the ones that I do like. You know, I, I don't just purposely sit there. I hate this album. I'm going to sit I'm gonna sit through Judas exactly. Nostradamus 50 times in a row. I'll listen to St. Anger a lot. Love that I like snare drum. <laughs> I know we've had this discussion. Um, and, and somehow we're still friends. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> you don't like St. Anger, you're saying? No, I don't. My Metallica yeah, playlist has how many songs off of St. Anger? Oh, well, actually, with, with, uh, with me coming over to Apple Music my Metallica playlist now has everything they've ever released, but um, I will say that there's, there's two songs that I absolutely love off of this, off of St. Anger, mm-hmm. which is the unknown feeling and some kind of monster. Okay. Frantic. If you didn't do the stupid tick, tick, tick tock part in that song, it would be pl- I would enjoy it, but he gets to that, and I can stomach it once, and then I have to skip it. Mm. And I like the, the I like the title track. The title track I think is pretty cool. The rest of the stuff, I mean, I have to be in the mood. They they released a DVD along with the album where they're playing the entire album live, mm-hmm. and I'm it sure sounds that's probably a little bit better. <laughs> it sounds a lot better because. You don't have the paint can uh, snare drum. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Trujillo is playing the bass and not Bob Rock. Uh, so there's sonic gains on a, a ton of things there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Snare drum aside, the thing that I didn't really care for for the album, that I just couldn't get into it. It seemed like uh, an idea album. Like, it seemed like it was just kind of, I, and uh, truth be told, I really haven't listened to the album very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really just seemed like ideas for our songs right? that they had. And it was like, 
oh, we need this album tomorrow. And they were like, oh, shit, we have like all these <laughs> we have all these pieces. Let's just throw it together. Right. The funny thing is, is they had another album that was already recorded more or less before this and they mm. scrapped it because it supposedly sounded too much like the Black Album. Okay. Which um, personally, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, I think with what you said, you just said is the problem that they had after the black album up until possibly death magnetic. Um, and I think that probably has a lot to do with the band having too many yes men around them mm. and just say, Oh, that's a great idea. And when they turn around, they start counting up, you know, how much money they're going to be making off of this idea. Um, it's all over again. Yeah. Um, I think their biggest problem is that they haven't had someone there to say, this is good. This isn't, you know, mm -hmm. to, to more or less sit them down. And I think Bob rock, when he did St. Anger, um, was just, was just wanting to continue the money train. And he just wasn't, well, it worked. Yeah. Because Metallica could release, you know, a rubber poop with rubber flies on it. And it says Metallica mm -hmm. and it's still going to sell 10 million, you know, copies. So it's the Brown album. Yeah. So the Brown album. There you go. <laughs> oh, yes. Literally. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> and that that's that's where I think they went straight. I think with, I know a lot of people don't like Death Magnetic. I think it has more to do with the way that the album was mixed over mm -hmm. the actual songs. Yeah. I per I personally like Death Magnetic more than Hardwired. Uh, again, I think Hardwired has eight good songs on it. Mm -hmm. It has eight decent songs, maybe six good songs. One song that really sticks out to me, uh, maybe two or three. And the rest is just, hey, this is lying around. Let's just put it out there. Mm -hmm. No, you know, I absolutely hey, agree. Fans want yeah. content. Let's just do a quadruple album. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and and the the, the other thing too is, they do a song for Lemmy, and if you do a song for Lemmy, shouldn't it sound like Motorhead? You would think. <laughs> Sounds nothing like Motorhead. Sounds yeah. just like a leftover Metallica song to me. I love Metallica, but there's so many yeah. things that they've done over the years that I, that I question. And it's funny because I think Hardwired is so front-loaded. You know, again, mm -hmm. the best yeah, songs but are... Definitely like the first eight tracks, you're like, all right, this is an awesome album. And then it's like, okay, okay. Yeah, then it's... All right. Still it's like, not horrible, but it definitely... Right. You know, they definitely... It would have been better off, you know, probably at least six tracks short, shorter. Yeah. Well, the, the official closer, which is Spit Out the Bone, um... That track is cool, but it's mm. as if they go from, yeah. So you said six songs. So Halo on forget fire. what is there like thirty tracks or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like or something like ridiculous. I was like, that's too many songs. 
I would I think you hit the nail on the head. I would honestly say that it's six songs too long without throwing in the the songs that were on compilations. Um mm-hmm. Hardwired Atlas Rise, Now That We're Dead, Moth into Flame, uh, Halo on Fire, and Spit Out the Bone. To me, mm-hmm. and if you want it, Lords of Summer was a single that they'd previously released and they just re-recorded for the album. Mm-hmm. But When the Blind Man Cries was on a compilation, Remember Tomorrow, which is an Iron Maiden cover, was on a uh, Metal Hammer compilation. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, Ronnie rising melody was on the Ronnie James Dio uh, tribute album. Again, similar deal. You're like, yes, Metallica covering a Ronnie James Dio thing. And Mm -hmm. then it's all like lighter stuff. It's like, ah, such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Anytime I, I see a band's doing a cover and I I know the the band that they're going to be covering, I get all excited. And then it's some like obscure thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it, well, it, it might be cool, it might not be, but it's still, you know, I had my hopes up for, oh, they're absolutely going to cover this song. Yeah, well, you know, think, and back, they don't. think back at the covers that they have done in the past. You know, you look at them covering Queen mm-hmm. when they did Stone Cold Crazy. Mm-hmm. They took it and totally made it their own. You know, yeah. everything that's on the Garage they, Day albums. Metallicaized it. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it got to... Honestly, Garage Inc. Garage Inc. To me, at the time, it was like the new the new songs that they covered. There were like two covers that piqued my interest. The rest was kind of, eh. You know, I, mm. There were songs that really didn't interest me, and I was like, okay, well, I have revisited on here on CD for the first time, so I guess I'm getting something out of it, yeah. but. You know, the newer songs just did nothing for me. I think they always do the Misfits good. Or they right. do good Misfits covers. Right. Speaking of which, that's another band that we uh, mm-hmm. kind of share um, an interest in. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, is is there an era of the Misfits that you do not enjoy? Not really. Uh I think you also said this at some point that WCW is actually what really got you into the Misfits. Um, to an extent, well, I had well, a few things coincided. Okay, they had put out the two albums with Michael Graves, mm-hmm. and I had seen them at a uh, Kiss Expo in Teaneck, Teaneck, New Jersey. I think and, I was there. <laughs> and I, I, was D there? D and uh, Eddie? Not, uh, well, the Misfits went almost every year. Jerry only was there almost every year. So so it's possible that it was after that. Um, I went one year and it was, and it was Jerry only and Dr. Chud, I believe, were there. Okay. And then I saw that they were coming back the next year and they had released the Misfits um, action figures. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I want to go for this because I read that, you know, they were going to be signing them. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to have another opportunity at this. So I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. They were on WCW at the time and Mm -hmm. famous monsters had come out and I was playing the crap out of that album. I loved it. So good. Yeah. Um, Stupid good. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And 
I showed up and Jerry only was picking up, was picking up. He was um, picking up all the merch and whatnot. And I said to him, um, oh, uh, you know, I wanted to come by to buy the figures. And he was like, oh, you know, you're lucky. I was about to leave. Um, and I started to talk to him about the last track on Famous Monsters, which is Helena. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I listened to this track the other day getting ready for work 10 times straight. He was like, really? You like the song? I'm like, yeah, I love it. He's like, you know, we took a big chance with that song. And, you know, I'm so happy to hear that that you enjoy it. I've been getting positive feedback. And he says, do you like wrestling? I'm like, yeah. I go, I know that you guys come out with Vampiro and all this. He goes, well, I've been selling autographs today, but since I'm wrapping up and I enjoy our conversation here, I have this magazine that I was just going to toss, but do you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure. So he signed. There was a picture in the middle. It was the Misfits coming out with Vampiro to the ring, and he signed that for me and gave me the whole magazine. So I still have that. Um, Yeah, he was he was beyond cool to me. I had a great experience. Um, He seemed. I've never met him, but he definitely seems like one of those people that is either really cool or really not cool. His brother was a big pain in the ass to interview. (laughs) I heard that story. Yeah, was was a absolute nightmare. But take the good with the bad, I guess. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm lucky that uh, you know I still got to interview some cool people, including yourself. Um, and yeah, I w- I do want to thank you for uh, coming on the show this week. Thank you for having me. H- helping uh, having you uh, pinch hit here since. Uh, <laughs> Since I couldn't, I, I I was trying all week to get people. And it's funny, as we're doing this, all of a sudden, you know, someone reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, I can, you know, I can have this band on um, at this time if you want. I'm like, yeah, I've already lined something up. So let's let's go for another week. And you bumped me for a band? No, I bumped them, or for, bumped them for me. Or, I wasn't going to, you know, you you had said that you um had plans you came back specifically to do this so i mean i wasn't gonna i I, I wasn't i wasn't gonna give you the hee-ho so i even put on pants for this (laughs) funny enough i'm sure that most of these live streams they're probably there are probably a lot of people that don't wear pants so they're pajama (laughs) pants but they're pants No one, no one's watching the, uh, you know, from, from, from the waist down as, as we started the, uh, interview, no one's watching the moneymaker. So, uh, yep. that's, my, that's for my only fans page. Th- there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Where I am the only fan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. I want to thank you for all the years that you've supported me. Um, oh, I do want to, yeah, I, well, it's it's awesome. It's su- it sucks that you know, in all these years that I lived, where I lived, I never ran into you. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it is crazy. And I'm sure, I know we've been to shows or same shows, yeah. but I'm I'm sure we've been to the arcade at the same time or right, you know, the mall. Absolutely, crazy stuff. But so, well, next time but- you're in the states, or if I somehow make it to Spain. We have to meet up. Yeah. Although I would recommend coming here because the pizza is better. 
It absolutely is. And I, and I still owe you pizza. Well, re- regardless whether that's the, the case or not, um, one day we, we will make that happen. Um, I do want to thank everyone who's in the chat tonight. Um, my two cousins, Gabriel and Jose. Uh, Gabriel is saying that he's sure that he's probably been at a show at the Starland uh, mm-hmm. while you were there. So I have been there. Uh, so you might have seen me. <laughs> so if 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 you see him, well, I'm I'm trying to organize for those that don't know. The tentative date is the 21st of this month where it's going to be an all patron show. So if you're having doubts about being a patron, we're going to have a show with all the patrons that uh, support me on Patreon being involved at the same time. And uh, I'm not going to give away. I, wanna, I don't know if I want to compete with Brad Dahl. <laughs> I can't compete with those buttery tones and good microphone. <laughs> You're not the first person to say that. And then he's just a cool dude. So. Uh, to top it off. Yeah, that, you know. that, that's, that's too much pressure for me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I can't do this. <laughs> there's there's going to there's gonna be a lot of people. Uh, th- there's going to be a lot of other people involved, hopefully. Uh, that's what we're gunning for. And um, you guys are all cool in my book. So uh, not everyone has to have the uh, buttery overtone voice to be cool and interesting. So I um, think about him, uh, you know, being the poison call center guy. And I, I would call just to I poison myself just to talk to him. <laughs> just to hear yeah. his voice. You're like, Oh, Brad, you're so dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, why? Thank you. Well, if I was the poison controller, I'd be like, Oh my God, why'd you do that? <laughs> he's, he's, so, he's so calm, cool and collective. Mm-hmm. With all that stuff. It's, it's so funny. And he's so nonchalant when he tells those stories as well. There's a lot of stuff that he's told me off air, uh, different things that people get into. And um, yeah, just to be able to handle that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, I think you got to be a special person to do that. He's nope, definitely absolutely. that. So. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Gabriel wore his brand spanking new Mars Attacks t-shirt. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Um, Before we sign off here, I want to thank Jeremy, Gabriel, Jose, um, and Rob Rowe for checking in in the chat. I don't know if there was anyone else in there that I missed. Regardless, thanks to anyone that's listening to this, uh, to listening to the replay or watching the replay on YouTube. I thank you either way. And again, I want to thank you, Steve, for... um, for joining me is there anything that uh that you would like to promote before signing off no just be be good to one another there you go some sage words yeah the world needs uh we all need to just be cool <laughs> there you go awesome and that's it all right thank you thank for you. having me yeah thank you guys And we'll see you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream. See you, folks. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 